Surrounding visitors with color, light, and action, the Disney MGM Studio theme park captures all the atmosphere and ambience of the movies. Here is a glamorous aura of Hollywood's golden years. The adventure and romance of famous scenes from classic films, the thrilling exploits of stunt performers, and fascinating behind-the-scenes world of film wizardry and craftsmanship. Visitors of Disney MGM Studios become not just onlookers, but participants in every exciting moment. So join the cast, enter a world of movie-making magic, where you are one of the stars of the show. I thought that was going to be terrible, but that was actually really good. I know, right? Dude, this book is freaking awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, welcome back to Not Avangard Talk. Do I have a name for this podcast? No. Um, yes. I'm rebranding, and as you can see, I have my bestie, Robbie Robinson, with me today. Say hi, Robbie. Hola, mi amigos. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, ah, um, oh. so. Sorry. You good? I Are you dying? Book. I dropped the book. Wow. Wow. Um,. So I've been gone for a very long time. I think the last upload was like over a year ago. Um, so that's yes, that's that's a thing. Um, I did not anticipate how difficult my time management would be and how difficult it would be to find a time to record because my major, I'm a BFA stage manager, AO, uh, takes up most of my life. So <laughs> now I'm here. Uh, a humble tip of the hat. Yeah, I just want to brag that I'm... A BFA stage manager, you know? So cool. All right, Robbie, you've never been on my podcast, and just tell me a bit mm -hmm. about yourself, but keep it appropriate. Well, uh, hello, my name is Robbie. I am a uh, mixed-race American. <laughs> I go by he, him. I uh, am of the age of drinking, plus. Um, I've had a Roblox account since I was nine years old, third grade. Um, and I'm pretty cool. I also work on airplanes. True. You do work on airplanes. I do. That's, that's all I got. Wow. Um, uh, Robbie and I went to high school together. We actually grew up together. Elementary school, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number um, one bully. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm honestly though, I did make fun of Robbie and I would bully him in fourth grade, but Rude. to be fair, he was so annoying, and he still is, but it I could not stand true. him back in the day. And then in middle school, there's <laughs> there's this one day. Oh, like the second... <laughs> let's not get crazy now, all right? <laughs> second... Let's Hold save on. it for somewhere else. We can't <laughs> expose me this school. much right now. <laughs> and he was sitting alone at the lunch table. I go to sit next to him, and he had such a bad attitude and like basically ignored me. So I was trying to be nice. And he was a bitch, so. <laughs> Listen, I was going through a phase, okay? <laughs> I was trying to find myself. You right? were drawing, um. No. Planes. <laughs> oh, thank God. I thought it was something else. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did theater together. Like, Terrifying. Oh, we're still besties. We go to Disney. I was oh. just listening to, a. Uh... Rock of Ages, yes, today. Trigger actually. warning, Rock of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played Hilda, he played Franz. Ah, das Franz in Hufen. Wo ist ein Teufel bist du gehannen? Yeah, someone dude. From, someone from Germany is like listening to this and was like, what the fuck was He's that? Like, ah! 
Zangriga. <laughs> Dude, I was just talking to my friend, and we're talking to our friend who's going to be working at a German restaurant. And he goes, "Where are you going to work, the Schnitzel Nazi?" And I lost everything. I was dying. Oh no! <laughs> All right. Well, another fact about us <laughs> is that we are both Disney adults. <laughs> oh yeah, Mama. Tell it to like, him. Um, we're not cringy Disney Disney adults. I don't think we are. We are. Maybe I'm not self aware, but um, yeah. So this episode is mm. going to be about Disney, specifically Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, because we have a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> we do. This will be a one in twenty part episode. Yeah. Um, and each part is going to be about like four hours, so it's gonna be mm. fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Alright, Robbie, you start us off because I know you did a little outline and I know you're really passionate about this, so. Okay, so <clears throat> let me start with my childhood story. I love Hollywood Studios more than probably anything in the world. I have done commercials there since I was a kid. I was one of the first to see Mickey Mouse Clubhouse there when they had the um, Playhouse Disney Junior show. I was also invited to see that. I basically lived my life in that park, and the Great Movie Ride was one of my favorite rides. And I just admire the park in general. It's very beautiful. There's a lot of history to go through. So, I guess to start off, speaking of history, um, the start of the park. Basically, it was uh, whatever that dude's name was. I can't think of his name. He was so bad. Michael Eisner going, mm -hmm. hey, we should copy Universal. So, they copied Universal and made a park about movies. Little did they know that this park would get absolutely obliterated coming into the 2020s because it is only a shell of what its former glory once was. Um, yeah, I'm lost, dude. Mentally or? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, well, I'll just add on that. Like, yeah, I mean, Hollywood Studios is a direct copy of Universal Studios. Um, and I prefer Universal Studios over Hollywood Studios. Oh, are you talking okay, about Robbie. old Hollywood or new Hollywood Studios? New Hollywood, new Hollywood. Okay, old see, Hollywood. Old specify. Hollywood Studios hit MGM. <laughs> MG, now, when it was known as MGM, it hit. MGM was one of the best and greatest parks to its time, and I think if they had left it, okay, it would not have survived. I don't think until now, because with TikTok and everything with the trends, I think having the streets of America would have been godly, especially mm -hmm. during the winter time and what they did. Um, and you will never get a feel like they used to with that uh, once they opened it to the public and you had like those cold winter nights when they had the lights going and the snow coming off the buildings. And it was just like being in New York, but you're really just in 60 degree weather in the middle of Florida. And yeah. what a great time to be alive. So continuing with that um i did write some footnotes histories and purpose so with the music theme and experiences uh going to hollywood studios you were basically put into the movie so you can kind of see a shell of this now before there used to be facades out of the wazoo there were so many experiences it was more of a full day park, even though people called it a half day park. I think it is more of a half day park now because mm -hmm. really all you're going to be doing is spending 45 hours waiting for a couple thrill rides, which are amazing. Don't get me wrong. And the theming is great. But the vast, uh, I guess, just flavor of it was different back then. You had different eras of movies, different movies in general. And 
different areas that made Hollywood Studios Hollywood Studios, which which came with facades and everything else. Um, one of the shells you see now is Star Tours is one of the original areas, not original, but it's been there a while to where it was still there when it was kind of in its glory era. And when you see the AT-AT standing, you see this giant, beautiful machine, but on the back, you see some beams and you kind of could see that you were in the movie. You could see stage lights. You could see them acting out in the streets. You could walk Mm -hmm. up on performers, having the experiences, which now you have literally none of that. (laughs) Um, And do you have any experiences or memories of those said experiences from back in the day? I mean, it would have been the 2000s for us, but. Mm -hmm. When we were little babies. Um, No, I I remember. I I remember the little backlot tour and how much I loved that and seeing all the movie props. I remember they had a lot of props from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, And I just remember being so like in awe of how movies were made because it would teach you like oh this is how this effect happens this is how this happens um and the streets of was it like the streets of america or is like is that what it was called yes with like new york and stuff and san francisco yes that was so cool because mm. that's like force perspective we hear all about that with like the disney ca- or um cinderella's castle and different attracts attractions but you never really understand force perspective until you're in the physical set and you can walk up to the higher buildings i did quotation marks but you can't see me but there's obviously how force perspective works those buildings are actually shorter um it was just really cool uh, and the remember the osborne lights yes oh those were amazing oh, oh my gosh dude one of the best uh <laughs> experiences you will never get again i don't yeah. think anywhere i yeah. like i don't know to have that kind of what would that even theming be like 30s 40s new york because i'm pretty sure they yeah. also did the um newsies there um if i'm yeah. not mistaken in the streets they of america some things there i don't know if it was there it could have been at the universal lot um but they, they used to have sound stages at universal not universal at holly studios Yes, coming with the Backlot Tour. Actually, fun fact, the Backlot Tour used to run through the streets of America, but due to park um, overcapacity-ness, they had to start opening it. They opened it halfway, and the Backlot tram would go up and through the streets, and then it got so popular, they were like, okay, we just got to open the whole street. So the Backlot Tour got confined to its little zone where it uh, resided until it closed, sadly. Yep. Um, and that is also where we got the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids part, yeah. where you could be on the big roll film. And I remember the giant dog nose sniffing itself <laughs> around and going to try and smack it. And like, I'm like, where's the rest of the dog? And like, it was such a wacky experience. It literally cannot be put into words because if you look at pictures now, you're going to be like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But like, I was a kid. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> and you, know, I, you had things. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Please. Sorry. No, no, no. I cut you off. You can. No, you're good. <laughs> oh. This is the first time you're being nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you know other people are listening. No, no, I can't, you know. <laughs> um, but to add on to, like, the nostalgia and stuff, like, the stunt show. What was it? Lights, Motor, Action. Yes, Extreme that's stunt where show. I was going. Yes, sir. Read my That mind. was one of the best shows on Disney property. It was so cool. I never got to see it. I only saw you recordings. No. Oh my god. I got to Every see time. it probably like the last year that it was there. Like oh. I got to see it and 
oh man those drivers are incredible like and the tech as well like oh, dude, i wish i could go episode oh, on itself oh man yeah especially like show. with how much i know about tech now um i mean i would love to be if it still existed the, the stage manager for that show how cool would that be dude um you'd literally be playing god <laughs> no literally <laughs> Yeah, that show was absolutely fantastic. And I know when Cars 2 came out, they redid it a little bit to add Mater on a couple of the spy cars. And it <laughs> yeah. was kind of wacky. Um, but yeah, the, the experience they had back then are phenomenal. Actually, mm-hmm. another fun fact about the Streets of America, since we're there, might as well spend a little time inside that area of the park. Um, there was a City Hall building that did host, believe it or not, a Jim Carrey stunt double that would come down as Ace Ventura pet detective and rappel down back in 1996, I think it was, and greet Hi. guests. Um, there was also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, because they were owned by Dizzy back then. There was a Muppet standalone show where it was not the puppets, but it were people in costumes. Um who were fully suited and standing, and it's very creepy, uh, as a dance show. The Power Rangers made a visit, and I actually think I did a commercial for that one when they were coming out. It was like a float, had all the different Power Rangers on it as they would come down the street, and I had those autographs, and they are sadly in my lost autograph book. So, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, gone forever. <laughs> um, and uh, in many, many more experiences in that street alone, um, and even a nod to older films as there was a umbrella uh, basically welded to a street pole. And if you stand it on a grate underneath it, it would put rain to give a tip of the hat to sing of the rain. Sing, oh, frick frack. Singing in the rain, one of my favorite <laughs> musical movies. I am so sorry. I, wow. listen, bro, my brain's going a million miles a minute, all right? <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, English is very hard for me. So. Dude, honestly, <laughs> we should just speak German. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole point is that the nostalgia value of Hollywood Studios is not there anymore. Like, it's now, I don't know, it's half the park it used to be, really, like, honestly. (laughs) Honest. (laughs) Every every piece of that park was made to basically comfort the idea of old Hollywood from before to after to beginning um, Mm -hmm. and to the present. Uh, even going back as the, you know, that first area where you walk in, it's all blue, has those weird looking stuff where you uh, do your tickets. That is actually a nod to the Pan Pacific Auditorium that was located in California before it got destroyed by fire. Um, same thing with Echo Lake. Echo Lake was an area in Hollywood before Hollywood was Hollywood. It was where the movies really were. And that's why in that area, everything is so specifically old looking with the 50s diner and like going back into like the 30s is what that area is kind of themed around with those old buildings on the side. Yeah. As you're walking through the park, it kind of advances through the movies or it did in the past into each area. You had the animation courtyard, um, the streets of America, the Muppet area the um chinese theater and then the echo lake along with sunset boulevard where tower of terror is located Mm -hmm. which kind of brought it into this nod of hollywood history and now it is i don't know it seems like what they tried to do is advance it forward and lean it into a more modern version of that nod to the past but what they did instead is kind of put a lot of money to these big areas which are very beautiful very amazing but the experiences that you had before that took up a lot of time in the park are no longer there like the magic is not as 
full as it used to be because the experiences right. are kind of taken away and it's full of Karens and sweaty people. I feel like now I don't feel as immersed as I used to be. Like, I mean, sure, we have Galaxy's Edge and that is super immersive, but everywhere else it's just, it's, <laughs> it's not the best. No, um, it's not. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm... I think something that's still left over, I think there, there's only one show that's left over, or maybe Little Mermaid was, is also left over. I don't remember. But um, uh, I don't know if it's coming back. That was an original, too, from when the place opened. I also don't know if that's coming back. I know they teased <laughs> that it was. Maybe it is back. Maybe we're just dumb. But um, Might the, be. Indi- the Indiana Jones stunt show oh. is, is there. And oh, man, Phenomenal. that just screams ho- classic Hollywood studios. It's amazing. They did change it. Did you see it re- recently? Uh, no, I have not. What did they change? So, you know the audience participation section? Yes. So they got rid of that because of COVID. I think Equity still has a rule about audience members or something like that. Like, they have to wear a mask or, I, I don't know, something like that. I know you, I, they get uh, COVID tested every day. Anyways, um, now it's just, like, some random person on the crew. I think they say it's, like, a PA. Um, and... She just beats up that dude, that one guy. Um, oh. <laughs> so screen. yeah. So they no longer have the audience participation, but everything else is the same. Um, oh. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, anyways, I, I could we could do a whole episode on Indiana Jones because that dude, show is honestly, fantastic. If we could, oh, if we could do a whole episode on the great movie ride, I would literally be talking for hours. I <laughs> admire every inch of that ride in every form of the way. Me too. Um, but continuing on, um, I did have something here. If you did not know, while walking through, I forgot to name one of the areas when naming all of, I think I named five areas of the park, Commissary Lane. If you ever notice how very tight and kind right. of it is to walk through, if you did not know, that is a nod to the back lot of actual movie sets where you mm-hmm. would go out and get food or the actor would be able to go to a commissary and get food, which is why it's such crammed area and why it does look the way it does. Um, which I thought was another little tidbit that was nice. Um, but what the park used to be with the streets of America and how the rides were, the attractions, and if you remember the American Idol experience, um, that one was kind of short lived, but one of the I think better opportunity because it gave you an opportunity to actually be Hollywood bound. Um, do you remember that much? I think so. I remember. I remember the American Idol thing, but I've never. I never went to it. Really. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you, it gave you the experience of a lifetime. You basically were treated like royalty. You tried on the beginning of the day to audition for the American Idol experience. If you made it, you do shows throughout the day. They'd keep you in the back lot. They would do makeup. I think they gave you food. My sister did it multiple times. Uh, and it was always amazing. And you basically just go through the ranks as if you were in American Idol up until the last show of the day where they'd have the final three contestants go. And it was up to the audience to choose who went forward. If you go into the Frozen sing-along show where that used to reside now, you can actually see little squares on the seats. And that's where you used to vote on the table. Um, it was an absolutely amazing experience for the people involved and to have that kind of feeling. And if you ended up winning, you'd get a golden ticket to the front of the line of the actual American Idol auditions in Hollywood. 
So there was literally an incentive to try it out and basically waste your whole day there. I remember my <laughs> sister would go, we'd be like, okay, bye, and go ride rides while keeping in touch with her, and we wouldn't see her the rest of the day because she'd just be going through the ranks. And really it's cool. cool. Yeah, they get you, uh, they really got everyone into it too. I didn't know that they give you food. Wish I did I that think now. they give you food. I don't know. I don't know that part. I you just remember they, she was gone all day. They probably did so. back in the day because now Disney's so <clears throat> cheap to do oh, anything. Yes, sir. Thank you, Budget Cut Bob, my lord. <laughs> budget Cut Please Bob. Please take more away from me. <laughs> He's going to strike this podcast. Like, he That's hears okay. us talking shit. <laughs> Good. He should strike his park and his everything. <laughs> um, yeah, right now in the American Idol thing, it's it's frozen frozen sing-along and you may be thinking to yourself wow that's for little kids but no robbie and i went together one day oh, baby. <laughs> it was it was actually really fun um there's two storytellers i, th- I think they're called like arendelle historians or something yes. like that um and they're improvisers so <laughs> it's just it's not the same show it's just some um, goof and nougats up it's there. just some people fooling around i think I, I, I really like it. I won't lie. And then you can belt to let it go. Like, hello. Yeah. With everyone else. So it equally sounds as terrible. I mean, it's great. <laughs> no, literally. It's so Like, everyone sounds so bad. <laughs> but it was amazing. One of my favorite historians was... was Ben. Oh, my gosh, dude. You literally saw him on TikTok. Like, it's how popular he got. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. he does it anymore, though. But he was no, he definitely a staple and left some great things uh, for the people to mimic as he left there. Mm-hmm some good things to the table. I say we start going into modern time. Okay. That yeah. would work. Because hearing you drone on. Why? People, people clicked off like 20 minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, do you want to start talking about modern days? <laughs> I don't know. My feelings just got hurt. <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't you start? so now hollywood studios is it, it's weird <laughs> like i i don't know how to explain this park anymore because it's not like the classic movies it's not showing you how movies are made at all so to me i it's basically star wars and then you have some side rides that's <laughs> basically what it is Honestly. um i think the theming like people are confused on the theming i'm confused on on the theming um, it doesn't have a set theme anymore. Um, I think what they were going for, which is what Robbie said um, earlier in the podcast, like modern cinema now and beyond. Um, so I, I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> if you were to ask me to tell you what the theme is, I wouldn't be able to do that. So yeah, Star Wars <laughs> Land. It, yeah, it's basically Star Wars Land plus like weird, random '40s vibes. Yeah, it's just a mix of it all. Mm-hmm. Especially, they took away the animation courtyard, turned that into Star Wars Launch Bay. In the beginning, yeah. they put the Star Wars Spectacular in the front of the Chinese theater, um, and then slowly built Galaxy's Edge, which is a beautiful park. Don't get me wrong, like, amazing experience. Uh, but, but yeah. theming-wise, it's cool, <laughs> it's crowded, it's hot, it looks beautiful, um, but you know, once you've seen it once or twice, you've seen it a hundred times and they are right. constantly adding characters and stuff, but I, they're doing good with it. I think when yeah. it came in first, it was kind of trash because it was just that. And then Toy Story 
land being built and you know they're kind of trying to get their foot in um, i keep forgetting toy story land exists oh my oh god my. <laughs> oh my bad interesting i mean it's just an overcrowded area it, it, is. it really it's also is in the back of the park like in the corner and you can like miss it like uh, if you go through the batu entrance um and you go out of the same entrance that you just did you're not gonna see star um what is it called Toy Story Land. You're not going to see it at all. No. So. It's where the uh, water tower used to reside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just sitting back there. So it really was tucked all the way back in. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically just an overflow walkway, which is always overcrowded. Yeah. And there's a lot of children screaming and crying. Ugh. <laughs> um, another fun fact about Galaxy's Edge, if you've ever noticed when you go through the Muppet side... Uh, where that big cave is, it goes from a zoomed out wide shot view into a zoomed in city view, which is why it kind of gets tighter and smaller as you walk into the park closer to the Millennium Falcon and Smuggler's Ooh, Run. That's really cool. Yep. I did not. I actually did not know that. Yeah. So that's um, why it gets so big to little. Did you ever see the, uh, oh shoot, I dropped my cup. Did you ever <laughs> see the <laughs> the X-Wings uh, that they had there? What do you mean? So behind the massive two spire rocks, there are two X-Wings that only flew out, as I know, two times in the whole park's history being open in Florida, which was the opening. And they had a special meeting and viewing that I had somehow snuck into or something that I had just seen passing by. A cast member looked at me. He said, hey, I heard some X-Wings are going to be flying soon. Keep your eyes open, your uh, ears, you know, whatever. Um, and there are two drones that I think were actually commissioned to Northrop Grumman, the military contracting company to build, which were, I don't think they're full-size X-Wings, but they are very big X-Wings, and they flied up uh, and did a little show. They're like, oh, we're going to go to hyperspeed. Uh, and you just saw, I call it, uh, kind of saw them take off and hover and then fly away, but they really just lowered themselves back down. And they were beautiful and immaculate, and it was a very cool experience. Awesome. Yeah, there's a whole I didn't know that thing. was a thing. Yeah. You can see it online. Um, Holly Studios right now. I mean, not Holly Studios. Galaxy's Edge right now has a few updates coming. I have so let me let me start over because there we were promised a lot of things with Galaxy's Edge that we just did not get. Um, and I think that COVID played a part in that, but also just poor planning on Disney's part. <laughs> um, so originally there was going to be a lot of characters walking around Galaxy's Edge. There's going to be, like, bounty hunters, like, all of these people. And then that never happened. Now it's just Kylo Ren, Rey, Chewie, and some stormtroopers, and Vi Moraldi. Um, and, and that's and, really it. Uh, Dad Bod Boba. I think that's in California, though. Are we... Oh, yeah, that is in... Oh, I wish we were getting... We cannot get Boba Fett here because of the stupid, dumb, ugly Star Cruiser. Oh. Because it's set at a certain timeline. Really? <laughs> He's so angry. Yes. Yeah, but it should be the same timeline as a movie, as the whole park. Which would wouldn't he still be alive? Uh. Oh no, because no. they saw stormtroopers back then. No. <laughs> Damn know. you! It's so it's so annoying that they did that. Um, but yeah, so. It was supposed to be really immersive, 
and we were supposed to be able to play games, have bounties on people. It was supposed to be what Star Cruiser is, basically. Um, but now they're kind of adding that back into the park. Like they're they have the new magic bands, like Magic Band 2.0, something like that. And I actually got one where you can Ooh. actually get bounties. Um, I don't know if the the bounties are other people, but I I know that you go up to different sections of the park and it looks really cool and the magic band doesn't just react to stuff in galaxy's edge it's all over disney property it's really cool um it's like those um pal mickeys they used to have and you could walk around the parks and they had a little infrared in their nose and they would vibrate and laugh at you and then you squeeze his tummy and he would tell you a fact (laughs) i didn't know that was a thing i i had bought two of them off a line because i saw tiktok and they it was really cool it was a really cool concept. You should definitely look it up. That's really cool. Um, what were we talking about? Because I just went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, now you're droning. Nah, it's good stuff. Um, so we were talking about Galaxy's Edge. We're moving mm-hmm. to the present now. Of oh, yeah, what right, right, the right. park is. We kind of <laughs> blasted through the history. We're back in the future now. Yeah, the present sure. days. Um, yeah, I think right now they're... I think their idea of Galaxy's Edge is that they wanted to do a new immersive type experience for everyone, but it just, it doesn't work <laughs> that well with the park um, and its theme. I think, I love Galaxy's Edge and I will stay in there for hours upon hours just like looking at everything and eating Ronto wraps, which slap, by the way. With barbecue. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> i to make a Robbie. grown man cry. Hey Robbie, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Hey, Bridget, I'm working. Actually, you know what? I won't go to work. I'll skip. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Let's go get Roger wraps. I really do want to spend some time at the park and just listen, sit there, and just literally look like eyeball everything. Should we do a field day? <laughs> Take our mics. <laughs> I have a camera. Oh we could God. totally <laughs> post it on my YouTube. We interview people. <laughs> So what do you think about the park? Uh, I'm seven. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you want to talk about what happened with the great movie ride? What didn't happen? They killed my boy. Rest in peace. Great Hold movie on. Ride. Though. You brought, okay. This is way off topic, but you brought back a locked memory that I have not <laughs> thought of since like uh, earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, so I used to be in commercials, like I said, and there was one for Playhouse Disney little show area that they had. And I remember me being very camera shy. There was a part (laughs) where they're like, okay, this will be on behind the ears. Tell us like your favorite part. And every time they put that mic in my face, I said, uh, I don't know. And I was like, so excited to see myself on TV and realize because I was such a little dipshit, they didn't put me on. And I was very sad. Because I was camera shy. All right, cut out. Anyways, what I cut out? No, 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 no. I said cut out. Like cut that. Oh, <laughs> cut, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> can you imagine um, if we put something incriminating in this podcast and I don't whoa! cut it out? <laughs> I like oh. reveal I'm like in love with someone. They listen to it and they're like, damn. Oh, should I say that name? <laughs> Please don't. Because- <laughs> Let me be honest. They're probably listening right now. (laughs) No. Yes. (laughs) Did you know it was Bart Simpson? All right. 
<laughs> now, now Bart Simpson knows. Damn. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. I didn't mean to <laughs> scrub it for you. <laughs> You're the opposite oh. of a wingman. <laughs> Whoa, dude. What do you mean? I'm literally You're right a right-hand man. You're a ground man. <laughs> I'm ground zero. <laughs> no. Why? Everything I do crashes and burns, dude. <laughs> oh my god, please don't put <laughs> Cut it out, cut it out. We're <laughs> <laughs> ah, gonna okay. put this in like, the deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon special. <laughs> Pay five dollars for a Patreon to get the director's cut. Or OnlyFans. <laughs> yes, dude, I'm telling you. I'll help I'll be your manager, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I have I'm very uh Anyways, so <laughs> while we're going through, why don't we keep tiptoeing around the park uh, before talking about the biggest travesty, which is Mickey and Minnie's disaster. We should go to Toy Story Land. Do you have anything to say about Toy Story Land? Um, I know we talked a, a second do, about it. But I do. Like um, about the theming, because mm-hmm. this still is about Hollywood and like what it is. So how did they implement what they had before into Toy Story Land? Well... They, I mean, you can kind of compare Toy Story Land to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids section because you basically get shrunk down to the size of a toy and it's very immersive, I will say. I actually really like this area when I do get to go there and I know I made a joke saying, oh, I forgot it existed, but I truly forget to go there sometimes because it is in a weird spot of the park. Like, you, sometimes you will miss it, <laughs> like if I'm being honest. Yes. Um, I think that this area is the most immersive we have galaxy's edge but i feel most immersed in toy story land just because of the theming the colors um the set design the the sound design is really good like (laughs) not to sound like a tech nerd but the sound design is top notch those speakers are fantastic um (laughs) but my favorite ride is ass we'll say the first time i went on that ride i giggled like a five-year-old after talking so much trash i couldn't stop laughing it was so stupid but like i, I don't know no music for me <laughs> it just it unlocked the chromosomes i was missing and just made me a human <laughs> i was i was having a great time <laughs> And it's cool how it works. It literally slides yeah. back and forth. Like, there's a split second where you are free, free balling. Mm-hmm. It's a trackless ride system, right? Um, it. I think it works like a hinge. So as you spin okay. into the other alien, it trades you off to another spinning conveyor belt. Oh, that's so crazy. So it kind of switches between the tracks, and that's how you have that figure eight pattern you go in. Imagine if <laughs> it didn't. It didn't switch you to the actual like <laughs> locked area. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, I'm still spinning. <laughs> that would happen to us. <laughs> Honestly, they'd be like, weight limit reached. Like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> man. And don't forget the cheese, okay? The the overpriced, the I forgot, whatever that stupid company is, the red one, the cheese wheel. What? what where the lunchbox is. The food, girl. <laughs> The cheese? The cheese! The cheese? cheese! Stop yelling at me! You're stressing me out! Woody's Lunchbox? Yes! It's sponsored by Bluebell, Baby Bell, whatever. Baby Bell. Yeah! 
Dude, they got a seat that looks like a cheese wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese. Dude, um, it's the best place ever. I, their breakfast is really good. I've never had like lunch there before. The food, I, I've never eaten the food there, but I like the theming of it being like items you'd get from a lunchbox. It's yeah. not like, oh, here's hot dogs and hamburger. It's like, here's a Pop-Tart and some Baby Bell cheese and some animal crackers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it, It's Apparently, very authentic. Like, the grilled cheese is the best item to get there. I've, heard uh, I've never had it, but I've heard that multiple times. They also have the grown-up drinks off uh, option for Ooh. the adults who are tired of the kids there. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. All right. Or make believe kids. <laughs> and stop me from like drop kicking a five year old. Why are you crying in Disney when I'm the one who had to pay for this? You only pay taxes. You don't get an opinion. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 90% of this podcast is us giggling. <laughs> Dude, listen. We should just go back to the cheese wheel. No, we should. I don't know. No, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm getting tired I'm having of the a cheese. <laughs> Why do you Dude, keep calling uh, it cheese? It's confusing me. Okay, because cheese. have you ever seen. Okay, there are. I'm literally looking at a picture of it. There is a very, very detailed Baby Bell cheese wheel <laughs> that is placed. And then they have a seat and a table that's Baby Bell, but the seat looks like cut in half Baby Bell cheese wheels. And, like, the inside, you can literally see <laughs> the cheese. Like, it's so... T- okay. I, okay. <laughs> I am very passionate when it comes to land design and how Disney does their things. And I really think for Baby Bell, this is a win for marketing. Because if there's <laughs> anything anyone's going to remember about that whole place, mm-hmm. it is the fact that they're sitting near cheese wheels. And they are very detailed. <laughs> and they don't mold, so... Ooh. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm done with the cheese wheels. Okay, good. <laughs> um okay so we're gonna stumble along <laughs> to the next area <laughs> while walking through the park <laughs> walking through we would have the um municipal street which is always closed now which i think used to be the pixar area yeah and there used to be okay i'm gonna rant for a second oh there Lord. used to be the oh man what was it called it was pop juice but it was a, um it's like sunset Cheese something wheels. no 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 stop with the cheese. No, so if you go to Polynesian, the Polynesian, they have pog juice. It is my favorite thing ever in the world. I will kill somebody for pog juice. Wow. That De- was a confession. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Take this part out. <laughs> um, but no, they used to sell it there. And it was my favorite thing in the world. And they also had like the cookie num num. <laughs> oh my. From Incredibles there. Nom, nom. And then they closed that section. And they no longer sell it. And I'm so sad. Anyways, continue on with your story. <laughs> um. So before Municipal Street, what was that area? Um, uh, I know I was sorry to for that loud gulp. I just realized how loud that was. My bad. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I can't remember if it was just a piece of the Streets of America or if there was actually a reason it was there. Did you watch The Boys, by the way? Uh, I have not yet, no. Oh, you'd love it. Anyways. <laughs> Topic. So back to the boys. We were talking about uh, the incredible area, which used to be the Pixar studio wait, zone. Wait, wait. Did you just say back to the boys? Back to back to the boys. 
back to the boys. Yes. So talking about superheroes, <laughs> it was the incredible area, which used to be the Pixar studio zone, which had beautiful things like, and that's about that was left in there. So all we had was literally nothing. There was Toy Story Mania, a couple things. They actually used to have a Luxo lamp that would pop out and uh, hop around on the top of the building and greet guests. Um, it was very short-lived because Luxo Jr. got uh, sued and copyrighted. So Disney had no right to have that robot there. So it sat inside and slowly rotted away and died. Damn. Yeah. Um, it was very short-lived, though. Rest <laughs> in peace, my boy. I think back then, also with the studio lot tour, that is where the sound studios used to be, <clears throat> which was oh. where Toy Story is now. It was a working movie set in Hollywood Studios as you were in the movies, and there were backlot tours, <clears throat> but there was a walkthrough tour that was about an hour long, which took you through the various film studios they had there uh, and showed you real movies being made at the time, which stopped pretty quick. Um, just like how Universal has very many active working studios that I have also done commercials in before. And one was for Little Skids. Very fun. But uh, yeah, and they used to show you how movies were made back then. But now everything's CGI animated. So <laughs> no making movies. Um, and so, yeah, they used to be the Pixar area. got taken down. They turned it into the municipal street, rethemed it to the Incredibles. And now it is trash because it's literally sitting behind a wall. Um, but it was cool seeing it change from Toy Story Mania entrance and seeing everything kind of leave and slowly get changed over. It at least they yeah. used it instead of tore it down. It I'm unsure why they closed that area in the first place. I know the close happened during COVID, but I have no idea why they did that. It doesn't make sense I to me. I think because it was literally just for meeting characters and dancing with some of the Incredibles. And oh, maybe, because that's yeah. where you could meet Edna Mode, because before it was Buzz and Woody, and then they added Edna. All right. And All yeah, right. I remember when they did this thing, I went to meet Buzz and Woody and they like closed the, to the room. They're like, all right, guys, you've you're you've been selected for like this uh, something about million dreams, wishes, some kind of special thing they do, apparently. And they gave us these cool like ears that had clouds on them and they were like silver and gold. I totally lost them and broke them. So I don't know where they went, but it was supposed to be something really cool. Um, cool. Little you lose experience. everything, apparently. I do, but I still have, I still have the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse ears they gave me um, from when I was there at the original showing. And I have not seen these things on the internet anywhere. Like Ooh, nobody maybe you has them. Sell it, and make a profit. I will sell it for three trillion dollars uh, because <laughs> interest right now. So, all right. So, walking from there, one man's dream is where our next footing would be, which is a nod to a Walt Disney himself. It is a museum full of his relics, his items, models, and that feeling of like how his brain worked in a sense. It is mm -hmm. one of the few places that will never be changed, fingers crossed, except well, when they added the Guardians of the Galaxy there, which was kind of cool, so it's okay. Um, where they, You can meet Groot, and then I think they had mm -hmm. Mike and Sully at some point. Um, but, they have Mike and Sully right now. Oh, do they still have it there? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so you can have original, uh, there's original relics from the Mickey Mouse Club, from some earlier times of Walt, his childhood desk he carved his initials into. I don't even know how they mm -hmm. found that. <laughs> um, and when other things are being advanced in the park and they're adding stuff, they'll put little models and uh, dioramas. They did it with Galaxy's Edge and they did it with Toy Story Land and they'll probably do it with whatever else they add. Yeah. Um, there's one of my favorite things in that building is the multi-plane camera. 
they show you how it works and it's so cool and i don't want to get into it because i'll be explaining it for like the next 30 minutes um but there's like classic movie things like that that belong in the park like i say one man's dream is one of the last things there that just screams classic hollywood studios and the same theme that they that they had because right now the theme is kind of like unclear (laughs) well i guess the thing is like one man's dream is definitely one of the most solid pieces of old hollywood and history that i enjoy and i wish hollywood studios still had that same vibe um but yeah one one man's dream is definitely not a skip a lot of people don't know it's there um they even have a preview of films normally like if a new pixar film like i recently saw a 10 minute preview of lightyear and i just saw the opening of it and it was really good and it was really cool and it got me um excited for the film to come out um but yeah most of the time they have like advanced screenings or sneak peeks of of popular films that are about to come out they also have like right in that film area or like theater area they have costumes from movies and I think right now, or like the last time I went, it was the costumes from West Side Story. So I had like Rachel's like Maria outfit and it was very pretty. Yeah. I haven't been in a little bit, so let's take your word for that one. But going out of that, we would be going to uh, skipping the animation courtyard. We also totally skipped past the Muppets area. Yeah, we did. It's a small area. <laughs> it is one of the last things Jim Henson signed on. It was actually very controversial because Jim Henson died and they continued using it. And the family was like, take it out. And Disney was like, no. And they were going to make a great movie ride back there. But it was going to be messed up by the Muppets where Muppet Vision is. Um, but since Jim Henson never said yes, their family didn't want to go forward with it. So walking towards a great movie ride where it used to be... um. Holds very dear and near place in my heart of one of my favorite things, which is, in my opinion, captured the exact essence of Hollywood, of filmmaking, and of what the park stood for at the time. Well, it should stand for, always. Um, And the Chinese theater built there is a scale model of the actual one in L.A. It actually the used the blueprints from the model when they remodeled it back in the 2000s and made it structural because the difference between this one in Florida and the one in New uh, sorry, not in New York, in L.A. <laughs> is the roof mm-hmm. is removable. They put it on top. They just kind of popped it on. Apparently, it's built on in L.A. So it is a very beautiful theater. And I went to the one in L.A. and it's, it is crap compared to the one in Florida. Um. That's just not as good. Um, I actually think I also went by the Chinese theater when I was in um, LA one day. And now I think you just unlocked a memory. <laughs> <laughs> I went a couple years ago. It's just not as good. It's not as like, I, I it's kind of just dirty. I mean, it's LA. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not as beautiful. Right. Um, but the, the, Chinese theater there, if you look on the floor, you'll see many handprints. They have Michael Jackson, Roger Rabbit, The Rocketeers, Mickey, um, I think Jim Henson's there. A lot of relics. Of Steve Martin, Martin Short. Yes. Many of, of what George used to Lucas. be. George Lucas. George Lucas is in there? <laughs> yes. Yo. And not even that. The handprints there are historical. Like, there's some people's handprints there that weren't even suggested to go into Hollywood because Disney was like, we'll take you here instead. Um, and I know Pee Wee Herman's there. 
Mm-hmm. Like you really, it's it's something you can really take a second to walk around and stare at the floor and look at the history being made there. They put characters in there, they put people, everything in between, and it is really a historical site and they're real. They're not like recreations. People really went there and they had a ceremony for them to put their hands in the concrete, and it will forever be a relic there. And I'm happy they kept it because I think they were thinking about getting rid of it and removing it uh, when they redid it for Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, but because people were like, please do not, they did not. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, here's the next part seven segment of the great movie ride. <laughs> this will be the longest segment because screw every other part of there. This was, I think, the best. Um, I'm just kidding. We won't really go into it that much. Maybe another time. But the yeah. great movie ride, uh, before it was changed to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is a great ride, yes, but you can't compare the two because the realism and authenticity of being inside a movie is different than being inside a short film. Um, in my opinion, there's just so much room and it's very empty compared to what it used to. Like every inch mm-hmm. of it was used. There's parts of different movies and apparently they were actually talking about trying to update it and add maybe Lord of the Rings, but then that brought in a sense of what would they replace and would people be okay with it. Um, the great movie ride basically went through and you saw a bunch of animatronics as you went through the times of the movie. You started out with um, the footlight, whatever, these swimming people into seeing the rain and into mm-hmm. these staple films. Um, and there was even realism as your guide would be going. It would get taken over by a cowboy or by a gangster. There'd be a shootout. If you got stuck in the cowboy area, they'd have dynamite and it would explode and you see fire blasts out the building um, and you continue with it. And it was very interactive. Um, there's even a alien area, like the aliens, as in the ones that look funky. Um, it would yeah, come out the ceiling. Not the predator, right? No, no, the aliens. No, wait, no. Xenomorphs. Aliens. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, that whole alien section was kind of spooky. It was so cool. <laughs> it and was cool. If you were in the back and you missed the one coming out the vent, they'd have another one actually come out the wall off the side. It would pop out of it, like a panel would pop and you'd see it. Ooh. Yeah, so everyone had thrills. Um, mm-hmm. And that literally traumatized me as a kid. <laughs> um, but you literally were in a movie theater. Like when you went in, the queue was a movie theater. It got taken over by Turner Classic Movies um, and they revamped it. You could see old props and they would change it out from old movies like Singing in the Rain. The original dresses that were worn and uh, suits were actually inside cases there. Um, and it was a very nice interactive experience. And mm-hmm. uh, that's all I got to say about that because yeah, I would um... literally go on forever. <laughs> Just to add a few things, like the Great Movie Ride was one of my favorite rides at Hollywood Studios, and I mean it really encapsulated the the theme of Hollywood Studios and old Hollywood. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of props and actual costumes that someone wore. I forgive me for forgetting what this film is called. It's been so long since I've been on that ride, obviously. But um, the the gangster film, um, it was his actual jacket because I know he passed away. Um, pretty early on (laughs) and the family just donated his jacket that he actually wore in the film and i thought that was really cool but yeah i mean i have so many memories going on that ride and as a theater nerd myself i was i always wanted to be like either the cowboy or the gangster i thought it was really cool um and i the way the ride worked was really cool too like the different tracks like the a track and the b track dependent on who you're gonna get like a i think was Hold on. A, you went to the left, so it was the Wild West, I think. And then B was the gangster. I could have mixed those two up. Um, 
but yeah <laughs> i Dude. loved the great movie ride it was so good it was and that was dependent on how full it was so Towards the end of it, until it was getting packed again because they were taking it away, you would really get the gangster scene because it was used the most. When they would have overfilled days and they'd have the other uh, tram out there, then they would start using the cowboy scene. And the shootings mm -hmm. would actually happen at the exact same time. They'd have the shootouts in both scenes. And then when the light went green, it meant it was time for them to move forward. Right. It was very cool. I remember the cowboy would be like, hey, want to see a magic trick? And shot the light out. And he's like, I guess it can't be whatever red if it's not red. And then whatever happened. And he drove through. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. And you're talking about Lee Marvin's character from the 1965 film Cat right. Bayou. There um, we go. And I did see that tuxedo was never worn in the movie. They just didn't really? like the character. So they got one of his regular tuxedos when putting uh -oh. the animatronic in to make him look a little bit more spiffy for his... Um, oh, show. That's adorable. Yeah, and I know John Wayne, the animatronic they had on the horse, had one of his original belt buckles, and a cast member stole it, so they had to make a new one. Do you know where the John Wayne animatronic now lives? No, actually, because it's not—it's not dead. I mean, it is—it doesn't work anymore. But <laughs> it is in the like main costuming, like office buildings. I went on a tour um, of different areas around Disney property. That guests normally don't go to and the john wayne animatronic was like in the this built like room of offices like cubicles and stuff i thought it was really weird but also it was pretty iconic um really i did not know that yeah. you yeah. know so he's um, still alive <laughs> they took the wicked witch animatronic and they actually put her as the um red-haired girl yeah and pirates mm -hmm. of the caribbean caribbean Caribbean. <laughs> yes, they added. Listen here, monkey. Yeah, so Pirates... Call me a monkey? So they removed her animatronic, put it there, and uh, it was actually so realistic. I think that was one of their first A1... No, I don't... Was it an A1000? Yeah, it's an A1000. It was one of their first ones. It took them over a week to code 15 seconds of movement, because each... I think second of movement is eight hours of coding for that robot. Jeez. Yup. It has a lot of moving parts and is a very beautiful figure. It uh, is. It yeah. Was. And I'm, I'm glad it's still being used though. Yes. People thought it was real too. All the time. They thought it was a real actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, people think that about Pirates of the Caribbean too. And I'm like, guys, those things literally well, look like paper mache. You know what does kind of look real? The Hondo Anaka animatronic dude hondo for... why did they choose hondo out of every character i mean that's a good question <laughs> he's such like a scum he's scummy <laughs> he, he's a pirate like, that's who I he know, is. if you watch a clone wars he sucks yeah he does suck. <laughs> he's so he, trash. Like, betrayed anakin and obi-wan like 20 times literally <laughs> yeah absolute <laughs> animal dude <laughs> But no, he looks he looks real. <laughs> it's kind of scary. They actually, I'm pretty sure they took the arc that was in the great movie ride that Indiana Jones was hoisting in the scene, and it's actually in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, you can see it, um, kind of at the top in whatever the place is where you buy the stuff. I forgot the gift shop there. Oh my! It's a big I robot. Forgot what a gift shop was called? Yeah, I know, I know. It has that robot that's like goo 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 goo. It's really creepy. Oh, um. Doc Ontars. Yeah, you can go up there and uh, it's sitting up there. You can kind of see it poking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and right. 
Yeah. I mean, we talked about what the great movie ride. Oh my god, we talked about what the great movie ride was, but we haven't talked about what it is right now, which is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which. I think it's cute, but I mean, honestly, I would prefer if they just revamped the Great Movie Ride. Um, it's just, it's basically a classic Mickey and Minnie uh, little short. It, the scre- it's a lot of screens and projection mapping. Um, it's just not, I don't feel like it's as immersive as the other ride it used to be, but they do have an homage to the original Great Movie Ride, which is one of the first scenes that you see. You see a twister, and they actually tried for a long time to try and have a twister scene in the Wizard of Oz section, and they couldn't get it. But now they finally figured out how to do that effect, and they put that um, where it was supposed to be in the Great Movie Ride. And I think that's really cute. I, I do really like that they did that. Um, There's also a- yeah a poster in the carnival section and it actually says the great moving ride uh, as a nod to it <laughs> yeah that twister was cool they they had the um fantasia there as a screen they're just like ah eh, here because they couldn't get the twister which would have been a beautiful cross section into wizard of oz yeah um <laughs> yeah i yeah i know what they were trying to do and it is an amazing ride don't get me wrong like i i don't mm-hmm. think they do it anymore where you watch a short and then it kind of explodes at you um, where you uh, got to see the I effect. Think they do. Did they bring it back I th- finally? I think they did, but the last time I went, it was broken. Yeah, every time <laughs> so, I've gone, I have not seen it. It's cool, though. I've only seen <clears throat> it work once. It, it's, <laughs> it's like awesome. It's amazing how it happens. You watch a short, like, the train explodes, and you see it break open, and you're supposed to be taken into it. It's like a 4D experience. Um, it is yeah. really cool, first time around. Then you ride it again, and it's like, okay, I get how it works. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of where it fails because we, I wrote the great movie right a hundred times and I was still finding things each and every time. There's so much to see and so much flavor, but it's a lot of empty rooms and per, uh, projection mapping and mm-hmm. um, Mickey minis and it kind of just kills it. Yeah. It's cool though. It's cool the first time, first two times. <laughs> but if you knew what it was before, you'd be like, ah, oh, disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I guess that's enough about there. We would move on to, I guess, the last area, which would be Sunset Boulevard, um, yeah. which was originally going to be, I think, Who Framed Roger Rabbit themed. And then they scrapped that and put Rock and Roller Coaster and the Tower of Terror there. The gift shop at the beginning of it to the right when you walk in, there's like a Starbucks and a gift shop. You used to have props from Beetlejuice, Honey, I Shrunk, or I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Home Alone, and... um suits from the original terminator and power rangers and they are not there anymore they modernized it and took all that away um but it was a very nice nod to movies back then you you mentioned rock and roller coaster and it just dawned on me that rock and roller coaster has been there for a very long time and it does not match the theme no (laughs) so why why is it there (laughs) i dude heck if i know i'm pretty sure isn't there license ending soon they're not gonna have it i think so it's rumored that they're gonna change it yeah that's rough dude him. um yeah i have no idea I, i'm pretty sure in the back there's like that secret area that used to be like a dance club now um, it's like lightning mcqueen yeah. race yeah. thingy races <laughs> you're racist you Name every race. <laughs> um yeah no rock and roller coaster is is weird because i love sunset boulevard and i love seeing the tower hotel like i love being like feeling immersed and feeling like i'm in old 
Hollywood, like the golden age of Hollywood. But then it, when you go and turn left, you see like Aerosmith. Upside down car. <laughs> just there. Ripping yeah. that one on the guitar. <laughs> it's so weird. And then the Hollywood Tower Hotel. <laughs> ominous which to be fair it fits with the theming of being an old hotel on the sunset trip makes sense uh yeah. rock and roller coaster i don't know why giant guitar would be having acid trip floating there yeah i don't know why it's there but the ride is fun and yeah so there's rumors that they're going to retheme it because aerosmith um they're like their tr- contracts ending soon and i don't know if they're going to resign i don't think they, they are. just revamped rock and roller coaster in disneyland paris to like an Avengers themed ride, but that's what not going to happen here because of our stupid little agreement with Universal that we can't have certain Marvel characters in our parks. Uh, I don't know what they could do with that, honestly. They could maybe do something like Incredibles themed, like Jack Jack or no, who who runs fast? Dash, something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, could make a who frame I want Roger to see. Ooh, yeah. I I want to see like. Oh my god! Imagine if they did like a BTS themed. <laughs> All right, you are scrapped from the <laughs> Imagineering do, team. Do, no, they do. They do Harry Styles like. Bruh. <laughs> rock with Harry Styles. <laughs> I hope they would throw rocks at everyone who rode that ride. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wonder what they would do. <laughs> They'd probably do like something with Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, that the Sunset Strip or Boulevard, Boulevard is one of my favorite areas. Um, they have Beauty and the Beast, which I go see every single time because I am a theater nerd and also a stage manager. So I sit behind this, um, <laughs> the booth, the tech booth. It has everyone running the show there, except for like obviously the deck ASMs and then the run crew, but it's lights are there audio's there and then the stage manager is sometimes there and sometimes calls the show because it is on time code so they literally don't have to call a show they, they could just say like go <laughs> and then um that's basically it so that show has been the same since the 90s when it was made it yep. was like an ad for beauty and the beast and then beauty and the beast came out the original animation it has not changed for over <laughs> yep. almost 30 years now yeah, the lines are the same. I mean, the audio recordings are the same, and it kind of gets annoying. Like, but they I have go base gas on. Yeah, he's like, oh, women they... can't read. They'll start thinking, getting ideas. Like, oh so my gosh, the performers. Sometimes the performers are an odd bunch. Um, you could tell if a swing goes on or like an understudy goes on just based on the fact where the key of Gaston's songs are. Oh, like man. normally his his songs, he's a baritone, right? I have been like three times where it was a tenor. Oh. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, but yeah, it, Beauty and the Beast is an experience and a half. Um, so, highly recommend you go see it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about Fantasmic? Fantasmic. I forgot about that, dude. And how could I? Because it hasn't been a thing in a while. It hasn't. And unlike California, which has an immaculate dragon for from Maleficent or whatever the heck it was from, we get a goddamn paper mache tissue paper popsicle stick 
monstrosity that honestly is scarier than the entire show together because <laughs> why is it why it looks so bad it literally no, looks literally. like it sat there since 89 when that park opened and said huh this works and they never changed it like you, yeah. I, I mean it, no it's not even cool I, I won't even give it the benefit of doubt it sucks <laughs> it so, just sucks I, I agree so Fantasmic for like people who aren't in the know <laughs> Um, is this like 30 minute show? It's like 30 minutes. It's pretty long. Um, that happens at night. There's normally two shows at night. You can get like a dessert package, um, to sit in like a VIP area. It's really cool. But, um, our Fantasmic is very old. I don't know if they're revamping it. I don't know what's happening right now because it's been closed since COVID. Um, but the one in Disneyland, they completely reimagined it's really cool i got to see it when i was like 16 it was beautiful and i loved every second of it and then i went to my phantasmic for the first time and i was so let down (laughs) i it was like i was watching i i I was transported back to the 80s that's basically what happened (laughs) it's so i (laughs) i can't even i don't like that no (laughs) it's so bad respectfully okay respectfully, respectfully. terrible yeah no i hope they they change it it's it's cool it has really good effects but they couldn't mm-hmm. do better i yeah. really wish that they would have a chernabog animatronic that would come up from the back of that mountain because they have a scene with him he's one of the biggest baddest villains in all of disney history yet he has no showing except projection and they yeah. literally have a mountain that his ass could rise out of and the projection is projected on water and sometimes, especially with, like, since probably the effects haven't changed at all, like, they probably haven't really updated it, updated that that much. Updated it that much. Oh, my God. Can I not English today? Um, three. It looks, yeah, take 17. <laughs> it looks, it, it it's just so dim. Like, you agree, right? Like, a lot of the projections are dim. You can't really see it that well. <laughs> Yeah, they need to put a new bulb in that thing. It doesn't help that the smoke from the pyrotechnic also kind of blurs that Mm -hmm. because it's such a low projection. I think the projectors are in the water level, not like from above. So the projection gets clouded very quickly by all that smoke. Mm -hmm. It's probably, honestly, it's probably a creative decision um, to have everything dark because I know if you bring light to stuff, you can see the the flaws. (laughs) Yeah, and they literally have scene changes in the middle of the whole thing. Right, right. I I really want if they bring Fantasmic back. Hopefully they do. Um, if there's any way that I could shadow backstage, I would love to because there's a lot happening. Like I know we're shitting on the show, but it, it's it is really cool. Like there's a lot of um effects that happen that are that are simple but so effective. Like the way that Mickey changes, um, and the sparks going out of Mickey's hands. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a I have a friend who was in Fantasmic. Just like, like I think she she got into Fantasmic and then COVID happened, so she didn't get to do it for that long. Um, but she told me because I said like, yeah, that show is like always super like visually really dark. Is it hard to see on stage? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> so I think I have night blindness, so I definitely would die if I had to go on stage um and do something. <laughs> Bumping and everything. I would. Sorry, I would. Yes, I would step on like a firework. Fall into the cannon they shoot at like the uh, Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. 
which the Pocahontas, the Pocahontas, <laughs> the Pocahontas, the Pocahontas scene, the fact that that part is still there in 2021 or 2020 is insane because it's What's like. What's wrong with it? It's not culturally okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> they have white people, like. <laughs> savages, savages. Yeah. We gotta learn from our history. It's so bad. <laughs> they should update it. They should put, uh, I don't know, maybe Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> update it to Country Bumpkins. <laughs> the modern version of this. Um, yeah, so Phantasmic is a thing. <laughs> Man, yeah. I think um, we I think we went through the whole park. Um so I we guess did. We, we went to Sunset Strip, we'd be back in the front now. Yeah. I guess like we can end the podcast um at this final thought. Um we'll both answer this question. I can go first because I'm better. Um oh, okay. So the question is like what would you like to see in the future of Hollywood Studios to make it more nostalgic for you and overall just fit the theme a little bit better for me i i want phantasmic to open <laughs> i want everything to be open they very recently got back the full cast for being beast it was a split cast for a while um for being beast but um i would want to see more acts aspects what aspects of the park where it's like this is how this is made this is how this is made i mean truly we could have a star wars section and they can teach you about the volume which is how they film the mandalorian and i think it'd be so cool to be able to walk into a space and see how the future of movies are being made right now i think that would be awesome um and right now there's not a lot going on in the park so i think maybe some expansions if that's ever possible the fact that they made the Star Cruiser just, oh, I could go on about the Star Cruiser. It kind of ruins some things about the park, but um, if there's any way that there can be an expansion, that would be great. I would love to see a retheme of the Rock and Roller Coaster area and the Lightning McQueen area to something, um, maybe Star Wars or maybe something Pixar even. Or something completely different that hasn't been in the park yet. I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would like to see. <laughs> what about you, Robbie? Um, I would just like to see it uh, more immersive. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I want to see more personal experiences that made the park what is it what it is like. They have some of the actors still that walk around and do things. I know after COVID, things got jacked up. But even before COVID, there's no personal experiences that take up your time anymore. You can't see how movies are made like you could before. There's no places to go for air conditioning. You have to wait hours for things to happen. Like, I want to see more of the filling experiences that made that park so long and such a full day park where I can have all these memories being made just like any other park and half the memories aren't waiting in line for three hours going through a bunch of sweaty nerds trying to get to certain places because now it's so heavily themed upon two movies and I want to see just like how it used to be going through the process of making movies again I want to see things that make it Hollywood Studios not Budget Cut Bob's spending paradise <laughs> yep <laughs> budget cut bob um but i i have i guess that main point uh if you're ready to wrap it up yeah um i the thing i wrote earlier it, um if you if i can can i, can I do that yeah of course you okay. can <laughs> 
So bring it back to Hollywood Studios. It started at a park to put you in the movies and bring it to you. To be fair, you're heavily immersed as of now, but with the overcrowded areas and hours of wait times, you don't have that same feel and experiences as you had in the past. When we had Lights Motors of Action, Streets of America, and all these personalized experiences, this full-day experience-filled park turned into some thrill rides and hours of wait times. Not saying both that it's bad or that they haven't done amazing things, but I do think with all of this they have added, the only last experience you had is Indiana Jones, which was rumored to be closed, and with the Little Mermaid show maybe coming back. Now, without these longer experiences and memory-making things, it just seems more thrill than theme, and the magic is only in certain parts instead of living throughout the entire park. At every corner, every inch, every detail, random encounters where you didn't know what was going to happen around anything. You could see performers, reenactments, and so much more. Honestly, if there was a shootout in the middle of the park, I would be like, man, this is a cool experience. And that could be something they could add maybe to Star Wars one day. Who knows? Um, and I hope they bring back that kind of personalized experience that they had in the past. All right. Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> so quiet. Well, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't know if you, you were completely. Oh, yeah. No, that was it. That was okay. it. Sorry. Yeah, well, 40 times. We did later. it. I, we did we it. We did it. Robbie. Yay! Oh we finally Bridget, did something. We did. After you promised me like years ago we would do it. And then I know. you were like, you know what? No. All right, guys. Well, that is it for our Hollywood Studios little episode. Um, I had a lot of fun. Robbie, thank yes. you for joining me. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope to be back again. You better Hopefully be. Hopefully we did not go on too long. I hope not. This if we did, I will just noise. delete some things. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, I'll delete the part of when, like, you made a love confession for me, and I had to decline oh, again. Why um, would you put that out there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Adios, amigos and amigas. <laughs> and amigaxes. <All> right. <laughs> We're inclusive on this podcast. <laughs> Always inclusive.